that there that's how easy it is to get lost in the desert yeah and then the heat sneaks up on you and then you're sick and then you're really lost you're dizzy you're throwing up you don't know where you're at boom death wander our way over you know because this is wandering ways what's bigfoot possibility clink what's up what's up what's up something new every week huh I, we, we really got to figure out like the next step after the clink after. because like we got to welcome our guests, right? Somehow we got to say, Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to another great episode. You know, we love you. Um, and then we got to get into it. Cause we just kind of say like, Hey, how's it going? How are you? You know, kind of awkward. Like we weren't talking before we started recording. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Maybe there is a thing. It could be, I don't know. What's up everybody. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We'll think about it. Maybe maybe one of you guys, because we got some cool shit for you guys today, especially cool shit in nature. Um, we got some questions coming up. And part of those questions is you could send us a question to say like, hey, maybe you guys should open up like this. Like, I want to feel like I'm being welcomed to the campfire with you guys. You know, how can we make that, you know, campfire feeling a little bit more better for you? <laughs> i'm gonna go full on like camp counselor like alrighty, campers we're gonna get this one started <laughs> right like i'm thinking like smoky the bear hugs oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh good times good yeah. times i mean it just makes me think you know being out this summertime out by the campfires you know i'm out on the river uh whenever i get out on the water um i really like to I, i'll start a fire you know, I'll, I'll, I'll have a fire going, uh, get some of the brush, the leaves and, uh, some of the undergrowth kind of burning while I'm fishing. Cause you know, you never know if you're going to need a fire or just something nice to have. It kind of keeps the mosquitoes down. Uh, I've learned cause they don't like the smoke. And if you get that smoke going, um, and I love the good, I love a good smell of the campfire and you know, I, I'm just, I love being out on the water. I love getting it going and that's what I've been up to. Um, I know you've been up to biking. It seems like that's all you've been doing. No, I haven't been biking. <laughs> I know you're bad. <laughs> uh, no, my bike's still in the shop. So I haven't biked. I've been running. And then today I actually got into the pool to swim. So, which I was super stoked about, but I'm tired from that. Yeah, I love swimming. Like I, like in Hawaii, like I, I, like, I like to swim. I was a swimmer. I have the shoulders of a swimmer. Like, sorry. Yeah, I, I'm not a good swimmer, um, but you know, I never, I just like learned swimming to survive. I, you know, I never did swim team or like any kind of competitive swimming whatsoever. It was more like, can you get from the middle of a lake to the other, to the side of the lake type stuff, <laughs> you know? You know, and, and to really, honestly, if you want to save yourself that, that extra struggle, that extra workout, I think my just quick advice for you is uh, go streamline, you know, think streamline, think, you know, currents, think breaking through the water, kind of, you know, even when you're pulling on the stroke, how you can yeah, yeah. make your hands move smaller and thinner in the water. So it's less strain on your body. The way my mind works, all I think about is like different vectors, like force vectors of different things that are happening. So like, I, I do th actually think that a lot. I know I probably still don't have very good um, form, but oh. we'll streamline kind of like, I'm always, my first is like, all right, think about the forces. <laughs> well, and you really want to stretch yourself out as like long and skinny as possible. And I think, you know, you reach and uh, when your hand is above the water, right? Another part of the thing is when you're doing that freestyle above the water, you, you almost want to keep your hand above the water for as long as possible, because once it hits that water, you're slowing yourself down. You know, the air, you're moving a little bit quicker through. So that's part of that freestyle is like making sure that reach is fully extended because then you get lazy sometimes. Like, you know, as you get tired, you start getting lazier. Your elbows start dropping. You're <laughs> falling into the water um, yeah. and you're doing more work. It was a solid. Um, I was pretty stoked to get back in the pool. It'd been yeah. a, it's been a hot minute. 
it was a real solid work. I'm I'm tired now, so <laughs> I'll be going hopefully again here soon. Um, yeah. But let's hop into before we get into the meat of today's podcast. We want to get you going with what sparked the meat of the podcast, um, and that is questions from our wanderers. Yeah, our fellow wanderers hitting us up with questions on the Instagrams, the emails, the Facebooks, you know, just shoot them our way. We love it. We love hearing from you guys and we love giving you our answers, you know. Um, I think we got one from the Rougarou. Someone reached out to the Jeep, you know, holla holla at your Bigfoot research vehicle. Um, one from the Facebook and uh, I think you got one emailed to you at W-A-N-D-E-R-I-N-G-W-A-Y-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. You know, that was wanderingwayspodcast at gmail.com that he received that question at. Yes. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> we're going to go, we're going to do three total questions, but the last question in the segment is what really sparked what we will talk about. So not to spoil anything, you got to keep listening. <laughs> um, first question comes from Brian in Montana. Oh yeah. Shout out to your 406 boys. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Zach's pretty happy. We have someone from Montana listening. That's not family. <laughs> uh, I know my family doesn't listen because we talk shit about them. Isn't that right, Tyler? You poop sock. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, Brian um, asks, uh, so he says, you guys say go early to beat the crowds, but does late afternoon slash early evening work for beating those crowds as well? Oh, 100%. I think... Um, I think the crowds are a little bit bigger in the afternoon as compared to the morning, but you'll still get those quality time and shot. I just think because it's evening, more people will be up naturally. Uh, whereas early in the morning, they, they're not. Yeah. Um, you could definitely beat the crowds. Uh, but I think you're, you, like you said, you're going to have a little bit more people than you would in like the mornings. Um. But, I mean, you'll drastically beat some crowds. I remember uh, when we were in Banff National Park in Canada with Phil and Vince, we did this one hike um, that was right from a visitor center, like, really late in the evening. And we were, like, the only ones. So it was it was pretty crazy. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've done, say, the Beartooth Pass, right? uh middle of the day you know on memorial day weekend you have skiers skiing up and down it right all day long hundreds of people right go into the park come right back out of the park it's just me up on top of the bear tooths there's no cars there's no more people there's some mountain goats the sun's setting you know um so yeah you know i was up when i filmed that comment or took videos not videos pictures of the comment um that's a little different because it's middle of the night but i would you would think during a celestial event like that above you know that's the close you know your largest population centers billings the highest elevation point would be those bear tubes right there were yeah. other people there were two other photographers up there when i was there and that's a lot but i was still by myself essentially yeah yeah it's um, still kind of the middle of the night, not really like late afternoon, early. But if you're in Hawaii at Mauna Kea, I mean, obviously that you're that high up, you're going to have thousands more of people up there, I bet, for the comment. That's not a time of day issue, though. I would I, say, well, I was just using the Beartooth as an example. I was like, yeah, I've yeah. been there at, I mean, eight, yeah, I, get what you're, I get you were going at. I think it's a little off from brian's question <laughs> but um i mean it goes to show you you can find you can beat crowds a lot of different ways and you totally can in the late afternoon slash early evening um well and i think you could beat the crowds too even in the crowded locations right like i take for example old faithful um for that one time of year you know if you go earlier later in time of year you're going to have a more peaceful old faithful time of day even though when me you uh kaz and theo went 
you know, we essentially had Old Faithful to ourselves a couple eruptions uh, later in the day because we stayed right there and no one else really was out watching them. That's true. Um, so, you do, you know, but then we've been there on the days where you want to go sit on the other side, but you're still sitting next to people on the other side. That's yeah. how many people are there. So, yes, time of day helps. Um, I think it's think about what you want to do, how crowded it's going to get. Because even then, you can hit visitor centers early in the morning, and there'll be less people there. Yeah. No, 100%. Um, you can. So there you go, Brian. <laughs> uh, next question we got coming from Matthew in the state of Texas. Nice. Yeah, everything's bigger in Texas except for maybe this question. It's not that big. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, uh, Matthew is asking, at, Del at Arches National Park, if at the opening of the park, should he go to Delicate Arch first or the Devil's Garden? And he's mainly asking due to parking, crowds, um, I guess more parking availability at Delicate Arch versus Devil's Garden. And I think how we talked about this, because this one was a good question, real good question, because yeah. Arches National Park is close to Moab, so you're near a population center that a lot of people want to go to because Moab's the 4x4 ATV and off-road capital of the America, probably. Um, people love that. It's, it's, it's got it all. It's got the mountains, got, got everything. People are going to Arches, so you're going to get a lot of people. Uh, national park numbers are up. You're going to get a lot of people. The iconic views, the delicate arch is on the license plate. It's on the stickers. It's on the billboards. It's on the, you know, the signs when you enter the state of Utah because it's iconic to Utah. Um, so a lot of people are going to want to do it just like Angels Landing in Zion. Um, it's going to be a demand. So we said, take it early. Probably do that one first um, because during the day people are going to do it it's going to be colder it's a hot hike um but that devil's garden too i mean you you've actually gotten able to spend time there and you kind of said do delicate cart arch get it out of the way get your iconic views you know people will be there not as much if you go early enough and then hit hit the garden and spend time there yeah i my thought was go delicate arch first um, if you're going for the parking availability and stuff because that it is more popular now you might you might be able towards the again later in the day like after the meet of the day um, you might have a better shot at getting some good parking in there but I mean again that's kind of towards the end of the day and you may not because people want to see that sunset uh, with the delicate arch too so um my recommendation was go Delicate Arch first. It's a short hike. You can see it, check it out, get in the car, head up to Devil's Garden. It's a bigger parking lot. And I actually think people are filtering in and out of there a little bit more. So we, when I went, we were in the middle of the day and we had no issue getting a parking spot um, there. And then there's more to see, more to like go and hike to in Devil's Garden. Uh, you're going to want to make sure you have water. Uh, but, you know, there's more to go see. It is kind of cooler, a cooler kind of hike because it turns into like no specific trail. Um, it's kind of like you're just out in the middle of the desert walking. That's why they have those stacked rocks to help you. Yeah, and that's actually a good point because uh, those they're called Karens and they're used for the trails out there in the desert. So don't build them. Yeah, or knock uh, down. Yeah, don't build them where they're not supposed to be because they are for trails. Yeah, um, we actually ended up getting lost. Um, we couldn't find our way. Um, luckily, it was Vince and I, and uh, luckily we ran into some girl who was also lost. <laughs> we found our way together. There you go. Don't I mean... remember her name, but I remember she just graduated from UConn. So nice. Yeah. She was what's uh, nice is 
it well people that will not i shouldn't say what's nice uh what people don't understand is that there that's how easy it is to get lost in the desert yeah and then the heat sneaks up on you and then you're sick and then you're really lost you're dizzy you're throwing up you don't know where you're at boom death be careful become a statistic exactly don't be that statistic don't be another californian <laughs> um but yeah so my tip delicate arch first devil's garden second um so there you go hopefully that helps matthew yeah but anyways going you have actually the third question yeah um, shout out to the rougarou the wandering ways official bigfoot research vehicle out there looking for bigfoot and driving from place to place putting a lot of miles on uh but we got a message there uh from miriam from oregon uh she uh wants to know what are some good camping areas some safe camping areas uh later in the conversation we talked about safety uh because she's going to be doing this trip with a friend uh, they're both females and they want that protection uh, or or at least places to feel where like they, they they can feel safe together camping and i i totally understand and get that um especially if you're not you've never been somewhere like that before it's your first time going and you're excited but you you know you're nervous as well so i get that um specifically the areas they're going to are bryce and zion um so i'll let you kind of get into it you've you spent some time in utah around both those parks a couple times actually um because i haven't i've only stayed in the hotels at zion and the one campground you and i stayed at in bryce but i know you have some experience with the blm land there um as well as the various other campsites. Yeah, BLM land, I mean, most of it you can camp on it, like dispersed camp camping for free. Um, so you can find your own little like nook and cranny by yourself and camp. And then some BLM lands do have campsites and stuff, and they're pretty relatively cheap, uh, like $20, $20 for the night um, is about what you would pay. I'd say BLM is probably the cheapest. Oh, well, by far, campsites. by far, it's the cheapest. And there's some private. I mean, the one we stayed at in Bryce was a good camping. Uh, yeah, it had showers. I think it even had like a pool and hot tub and RV hookups. So it's a bigger one. They have a camp host. So there's that kind of stuff if you want that. I always recommend national parks. If you ever get a chance to camp in the national park, that's pretty great. Uh, those those sites are well managed. Yeah, um, that's uh, the when I stayed in Zion with Vince. Um, we were in the park itself. Uh, we were lucky enough to like basically get into Zion at the crack of dawn. Uh, so we were one of the first come first serve spots. Yeah, I'm, uh, I, we've talked about this before on the podcast. I still haven't talked about Tyler and his glacier trip because they were trying to do something like that up there. And that's something when you do get to these parks, they have a lot of first come first serve camp uh sites and and when you're in national parks it's the 12 bucks 20 bucks a night you know it's cheap uh blm very cheap the public lands very cheap campsites um but when you get to the private ones yeah you get up in that 20 to 50 dollars even sometimes yeah. so um and and that it it just varies based on the area how many there are you know you can be in lingle wyoming and find a campground um and it'd be quite interesting um but I would say Bryce, get go for National Park in Bryce. Uh, it's very safe area, small towns nearby. Yeah. Um, or the one, private one right outside the park is pretty nice too. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot um, of decent places to stay. Um, I mean, along, along all of the Utah five there, there's a lot of good places to stay. Um, yeah. And you know, lab. there's a ton of BLM land. Yeah, that's uh, that's very true. Ton of BLM um, and staying in the BLM camping can be nice because it really like you can really get like just yourself in the right yeah. spot. So um, it's pretty common to also see some van lifers out in the BLM lands too. Um, but yeah, no, it's fantastic to use. Uh, but yeah, so that question's what sparked the meat of today. And the meat of today is we're focusing in on clusters of national parks. So we're going to be doing a few of these where we talk about like 
groups of national parks that you could do in one trip, one kind of swing. Um, so that way, if you maybe only get that one week out of the year for vacation and you're like, I want to go do some uh, national park kind of trips, get a whole bunch of them in one kind of area. What are some good ones? So um, we'll be doing a bunch of those, but we are starting with a common one. Um, you probably have some friend that just loves to brag that he's done the Utah Five. <laughs> right. Uh, and it's how you do the Utah Five, I think. It's however you want. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's the grand <laughs> scheme of it. It is however right? you want. Because <laughs> um, my, my reasoning for it is like a lot of people want to do it all in one. A lot of people do plan it all in one because it is doable. Um, families, they take a couple weeks off in the summer, do a road trip. This is, this is one of the things you hear and see people do, um, with some add-ons every once in a while, which I'm excited for. We'll get into this and talk about, um, some cool, like the shit we did. Uh, we did the Utah five on our 12 parks in 12 days epic journey. Um, and what I like about how we did the Utah five is, we did treat it as its own segment because we kind of broke, you know, when we went into Colorado kind of afterwards, we kind of made that a different part of the trip. We didn't do as much outdoor activities as we did in the Utah five. Cause we hit the Utah five hard. Yeah, that, that is true. We did kind of break it up um, more that way. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk through the park, the Utah five in the order that we did it in when we did do all those parks, um, know that you can do it any other. Um, it's very common to do the complete reverse of what we did as well. Um, you know, so that's beauty part, beautiful part about the Utah five is you can mix and match and you can add a lot into it too. And we'll talk about add-ons as well. Yeah. But the first one uh, we're going to do um is Zion National Park. That's our first stop in the Utah Five, and we will be heading east. But Zion is that first stop, and Zion, um, we have not done a breakdown of Zion, which we probably could. But yeah, Zion is, I mean, it's incredible. I've been there twice, loved each time. Uh, I did the big two, Naros and Angel's Landing. Um. um. If I had a recommendation for you to hit, I'd probably go Narrows more. Yeah, I I want to do the Narrows when I'm down there. Um, I'm seeing some pictures of Zion and uh, Angels Landing, and I didn't I didn't realize how much we did when we did do Angels Landing. Um, it's a lot of strain on people. People think it's kind of easy, you know. Walter's Wiggles is a feat in itself, and I think a lot of people take uh take such an accomplishment to like just doing that and getting to that first kind of bathroom stop there um which is really cool but <laughs> sorry to talk about that i just am admiring our feet of climbing uh, uh climbing yeah, the, i mean angel's landing angel landing is a doozy of a hike yeah we've talked about it before um you got to go into that one more than just like we're gonna do angel's landing well and i i think with the way it's become popularized with zion and zion's proximity to las vegas right a lot of these people that come into the park this is the first park in the utah five they're coming in through vegas um or, or 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 they're coming up from the grand canyon that's what we did you know we came up from the grand canyon went to horseshoe bend lake powell on our way over um and got to zion and and that's the one of the things people are looking first to do is is angels landing or the narrows all the t-shirts have that the shit on it uh all the social media posts are that um, I recommend doing them if you really want to do them. Uh, they, they're dangerous. They're both very dangerous. You can get flash flooding in the narrows. You can get, um, uh, you know, people died off Angel's Landing. Six people, I think, have fallen off. It's steep. You're standing oh, on the cliff. They have the whole thing. Um, they have Maybe a- it was like since 2010 or something, six or something. Yeah, they have, they get quite a few. Yeah, um, people died. Yeah. I am told, I'm not 100% sure, but I am also told that on top of like the canyon itself is like BLM land and you can like do some camping up there. So going back to the answer, the question that led into this and it's right now, 
if you can camp on top, I think um, if I go back, which I want to, um, I'd try and get a camping site up there. That's a good idea. Um, I think that'd be fun. It'd be great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, I mean, a lot of stuff you can do in Zion. Most of it's really good. Narrows and um, Angels Landing are just the big ones. So yeah. anytime you can get up in the canyon, you're going to have a blast. Well, and I think there's a lot of hidden gems in these parks. You know, you see the ones because the Instagrams and the Facebooks, but there's like, you know, the new one in, in Zion I'm seeing a lot more of is the subway hike. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And that's, a, that's turning into a popular one, which I think it's a good one. Uh, great to do. But usually, then, if you're moving on from Zion um, or staying there, you take a beautiful drive to, to the next park. And you, you cross some of the Grand Staircase Escalante BLM land, which I recommend exploring. I think there's a lot more hidden gems on that just because it's so remote and just a lot of nothingness that it really hasn't been explored to its fullest extent as well as shared to its fullest extent. Um, Cause there's some pretty shit I've seen out of the grand staircase. Yeah. You know, a hundred percent. I think grand staircase as Calante is kind of the hidden gem of that area. The um, forgotten, the forgotten child um, because it is so, you know, it's in between two of the Utah five. So it, easy to um, forget about it, but I think it's the gem. I haven't checked it out. Uh, oh, I want to. I when I worked for the BLM, I remember seeing pictures that were like, "Take me there." Yeah, um, but you go through it to the other park, Bryce, Bryce yeah. Canyon. Um, Beautiful drive. I think that highway is one of the most scenic highways in America. Coming into Bryce, Bryce is gorgeous. The red rocks. Yeah, Bryce is really cool. Um, I want to do more in Bryce. I want to like hike down into the canyon. Um, been to a few different points along the canyon itself. It's gorgeous. I think it's just kind of where it's at in in a lot of people's journeys, including our own. Um, is it kind of is a day stop type park where it needs to be a night stop where you do do an event in it and then stay the night versus like, hey. You know, we're camping here that night. We get there that night. We it's don't. Supposed to be great stargazing too. Yeah, and that's another reason maybe to stay and uh, stay the night at Bryce is do some stargazing. But I think how the Wandering Ways team, you know, as we talk, kind of what we've talked about is when we do these parks next, we kind of want to spend more time in each one, whereas. You know, we do, uh, you know, maybe we're doing two, three nights in Zion and Bryce. You know, we're not going to do the Utah five in that order. We're going to do a couple of nights in each one um, to get these experiences because I think they, there's a lot to offer. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I think that adds to like, you know, the, the two kinds of trips into it, you know. To do the Utah Five, if you did two, three nights at each park, that's a long time, and not everybody can get that much time off. So being able to do these like clusters, maybe that only are the week, you're gonna have to sacrifice certain parts of it to make it work. Um, but I think you could emphasize the point of you can really if you. In each each one of these parks, if there's something you want to hit in each one, you can. Yes. Um, and I think that's what I what I like about these clusters is because you're hitting, you're most likely hitting the major points. Yeah. Um, but if you want to take the time and kind of like what we did, where it's like we spent a little bit of time in Rocky Mountain and Bryce, you know, we just kind of hit the scenic points. But we really took our time when it came to like Canyonlands or Arches because we took those longer hikes. Yeah, or Badlands. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, Capitol Reef was another quick one for us. Um, but right. before we keep moving on in this cluster, um, probably the largest distance to travel between parks is Bryce to Capitol. 
or is it yeah to arches so right here um i did uh i kind of did it some timing right so if you're going from zion to bryce you're looking at an, about an hour hour and a half hour hour and a half drive right capital reef to bryce Right, you're that's the longest one. I think that's a beautiful drive because of the mountain pass you take. So, depending on the time of the year, be careful because you might encounter snow. Um, but it's uh two and a half hours of a Is drive that, that's longer than Capitol Reef to like uh Canyonlands or Arches. Yeah, Capitol Reef to Canyonlands is is two two hours 15 minutes. What is um, it to Arches? Probably, I would add another um, I would add another 15 20, so about well, two and a half. Canyonlands has that one part that you can get from that side. So if you did the time, did it go to that short side or did it yeah. go to like the Moab side? Uh, it went to the Moab side because I did Island in the Sky. Oh, okay, okay. Where a lot of people are going is Island in the Sky. Well, that, um, it makes a difference in timing to get Yeah, there. well, that one goes through Moab. It goes all the way through Moab and down. Um, yeah. But no, two Canyonlands where Island in the Sky is, it's about two and a half Two, two hours, 15 minutes from Capitol Reef. So it's about, I would about say about the same because that 15 minute road is going to be what the difference from that highway to Moab is or Moab yeah, yeah. to Arches is. Um, so you're looking about 215 to that area. Okay. Um, which isn't bad. I mean, it's beautiful. Yeah. You're doing a lot of interstate on that one. Um, but, you know, I think- Not I bad think distances for any of those parks though. No, and I think that's why it makes the cluster and yeah. why you can do these in, you know, we did it in essentially three days, two days. Yeah, essentially. Three and a half. Yeah, yeah. Or no, well, we did, we woke up at Lake Powell, Zion, stayed the night in Bryce. Bryce, Capitol Reef, Canyonland, or Arches that day, stayed the night in Moab, Canyonlands that morning, and then to Colorado. So, we, you know. It was like three full days in Utah, um, yeah. probably, which, um, is, which is doable. It's We hit them all. Um, we spent time and did things in each one. We did the whale hike in Canyonlands. We did the island yeah, yeah. sky. We, we did. We did. Before we jump into talking more about Capitol Reef. you wanderers for checking us out uh make sure that you are hitting that like button that subscribe button leaving us a review on the itunes on the spotify's or wherever that you are checking out this podcast today uh we really appreciate it any kind of feedback uh we love it uh make sure to check out the youtube so you can see our uh, beautiful faces instead of just listening to those beautiful voices but uh hit the like and subscribe button there too to see all of the fun wandering way stuff yeah, on the YouTube too. Make sure to check out those videos like Mark's amazing 30-day road trip where he lived out of the back of a Jeep. And if you want to commemorate it, go ahead and pick yourself up that Wandering Way swag in the Linktree bio. Click the swag button. If you're just on YouTube or Google or some sort of thing, go teespring.com slash wanderingways. You'll find us. You'll find socks. You'll find shirts. You'll find whatever you want to put our logo on and you can have it for sure. And maybe you only like one of the Wandering Ways team members here and you want to check out maybe just me personally because obviously I might be the better one. Uh, check me out, Reverend Marcus on the Instagram, on the Twitter. I got some fun stuff there. Hey, and you might be into Jeeps. You could check out my Jeep, the Rougarou. You might be into adventures. Check out Zach of Wandering Ways. Who knows? You can find it all with us at Wandering Ways, the nature podcast. Yeah, let's keep wandering on. Um, it's a good point to uh, show some cool shit in nature. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, maybe we should get a jingle. Or like something for when we hit cool shit in nature. It's like, I know, it's got to be like ding, ding. some <laughs> roars, you know, some lion roars. Some yeah, something. Gorillas, I don't know. Ooh, yeah. rock slide. Yeah, but this one's a rock slide and watching it just destroy a road. Um, Dang, you guys got to check this out on the YouTube. Look at this. Yeah, Bam. it is actually pretty nuts. Um, we have some good cool shit in nature lined up for a while. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> good. I'm excited. I'm excited to see them. I, I like when we have the guests. 
because they, they their comments are kind of cool um yeah but you know you guys can comment if you see it on the youtube it's just a nice little rock slide that just takes out a road i guess the huge rock slide i should say because the the angle of the photo is actually kind of far away yeah i mean it destroys that road that's nuts yeah but um can happen anywhere rock slides avalanches um there's a lot of cool stuff like that that happens that's scary it's cool to see um it can happen to you and i yeah it could it could it could but jumping back into the utah five we left off in this train um this tour bus we left off at capitol reef uh, right i like and what i like about this is that that's a beautiful drive from bryce to capitol reef take the take the scenic route i think there's a bypass where you can take uh you can kind of go back and take the interstate or highway down yeah but take the scenic route yeah um i would i i I think so too um and make sure you go to capitol reef you know when vince and i did it Capitol Reef's our biggest regret on that trip. We thought we were going to go to Civilization, get some real food at a store, ended up just finding like the smallest town in the world and having like cheap diner food, um, which was fine. But we missed Capitol Reef because we did that. And both of us wish we would have hit Capitol Reef. And when you and I did it, I made a point we did do something in Capitol Reef. And I'm glad you did. Um because that was a nice hike. It was a hike to another like sandstone arch uh, made there in the desert. We saw some lizards and stuff on the hike. Uh, got some beautiful views of the park. Mm-hmm. Um, which from my understanding and every, every time I hear and talk about Capitol Reef is you just need to go do some of the backcountry, go to some of the dirt roads, take those paths to get there because of how the park's designed where it's at remotely you know it's very remote area um so there's not a lot of services nearby there's not a lot of big towns there's not a lot of people even going at the visitor center is a small shack yeah that's the main one you know so i think if you're when you're doing this you know i would probably a day and a half in capitol reef Um, honestly i would say um, i would say so yeah so i would make I wouldn't necessarily say this should be your longest stop, but depending on your time, how much time you are devoting, you know, but this needs, this park does need some time for you to really kind of get that awe um, and beauty of Capitol Reef because it's there. Um, We just have to go and look for it, which is a beautiful thing about a park. It's not always just nice to pull your car up and go, ooh, ah, and then drive off. Well, and I think... That's something that I kind of have against glacier people. Like that bugs what do you me mean? with Glacier Park. Because on social media, all you see are the the pull up in your car and the ooh-ah moments, right? Yeah. I'm at Lake McDonald. Here's the picture of the rocks. I'm at Hidden Lake Lookout because it's a boardwalk. I'm at... Um, where else in the park is is a highlight? Oh, I'm at Avalanche Lake. You know, the, the easy hikes. Which I'm not saying there's not anything wrong with that. Go, experience it, do it. But I think, like, where I get that essence and beauty of really where what makes Glacier the national park that it is, is that backcountry stuff. Um, and I can only imagine in a place like Capitol Reef, taking that backcountry and those other hard to reach places of like why it's a national park and really like admiring that. And I think because of how it's designed, you have to be kind of more adventurous to do so. And I recommend if you are more adventurous to get off the beaten path, to do the backcountry, to get on the dirt roads um, and really experience this park for what it has to offer. Because yeah, I wouldn't necessarily like it with a capital reef say you have to do a backcountry thing. I, if you want to do a regular campground, I think you just need to make sure that you're not just doing a smaller esque hike. You may have to do a little bit longer, or you may have to take a road to get to the trailhead that's a little bit more difficult. Um, you just got to kind of ex- expand the area that um, and really try and push into nooks and crannies that maybe don't really get touched a whole lot. 
Yeah, I think that's a better way of putting it. Because um, it's, yeah, it's not necessarily um, getting in the back country, but it's it's getting in, getting off the main roads. Yeah. You're going to have um, to do some searching, but it's there. Um, but that's what makes it unique as well. So when you are going to Capitol Reef, take some time, really kind of enjoy the park for itself. Um, and I think it will be a special time for you. I think that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. But anyways, going, continuing on this tour, on the tour bus of the Utah Five, we're going to make our next stop. I think you can flip-flop these next two. Um, you can yeah. do any order because they are fairly close to, to each other. Um, Moab, Utah is a great home base. A lot of stuff. Um, if you do make Moab your home base, you may want to start Arches first just because it's closer. Or you may just want to get Canyonlands because it's a little farther away from Moab. Get that park done and good. Um, and then go to the closer one to Moab. But we'll talk about Arches first because that's the way we did it. Um, it's just the way we wanted to do it. No real rhyme or reason. I think it was just kind of like, let's do this one. So tomorrow when we do the other one, we have more time to really dedicate to it if we want to dedicate the time to it. Yeah. Um, because we, you have not, we, neither of us had been to Canyonlands. Uh, you had been to Arches. Um, which, which I would say Moab is a good base to make, but you could make either campground in those national parks or even the BLM land around there, a base for, for both of these parks. Um, I think these are two parks. If you want to take some separate time to spend, say like a week at, you can really maximize your time at both of them. And if you've made a base in that area, um, which I like about these two, um, cause I think what, what Arches has to offer is, you know, you have the iconic hikes, the easy hikes to get to in Arches. Um, but then there's that, like you said, that uh, Devil's Garden and some more stuff you can really get in and explore and find some cool stuff. Yeah. Um, I think if out of those two, if you want to spend more time in one, I'd say Canyonlands over Arches. Yeah. Bigger, there's more stuff to explore and see. Um, arches, you know, you can really get a full fill of arches in a day, two days, or I'd say day and a half to two. Because um, seeing the delicate arch is like there, you're going to drive by Balancing Rock and then getting into the Devil's Garden area. You know, you can get your fill of arches um, within that day and a half to two days. But Well, and it's a smaller park. Um, yeah, that, that's why it's a smaller park compared and to and what's crazy is like how all that arches and stuff and wind happened in that area yeah like, yeah the other arches too there's like a drive that has a whole bunch of them that's a good one to do too yeah great park uh to do that but i think yeah like you said and the other reason canyonlands i think you devote more time to is there's different sections uh, and, and it takes different, you know, some places you have to, you have a four by four vehicle, uh, that has four wheel drive, uh, to access, um, the needles, the, the areas that the three areas, the Canyonlands park has that is different from one another. Um, I think if you really want to spend some time and get some time in there, it's a big, that, that one's a big park. Yeah, it um, is. It is. But you can spend a lot of time there you can see a lot of cool stuff. Um, <laughs> Canyonlands was one of the more under underrated ones I had going coming out of that. Um, I was like, oh, Canyonlands. And then I went and I was like, oh, Canyonlands. <laughs> right. So, um, so I think it deserves it deserves a good amount of time because there's a lot. Um, but in reality, you go to Arches, you're gonna have a hell of a time. You go Canyonlands, you're gonna have a hell of a time. Uh, you do any of these. Utah five, whether you want to go the Moab, those two in Moab towards Zion or Zion the other way, totally can do both. You know, if you're coming from like a Salt Lake City, you may want to start in Moab. If you're coming from like a Vegas, you may want to start or start with Zion um, type deal. And it may be better to fly out of the opposite city. So that way you can don't have to backtrack, you know, you can 
go and catch a flight out of Salt Lake or catch a flight out of Vegas, depending on the route you took. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of crazy stuff you can do. Cause even if you go through Zion or not the Zion way, but the arches Canyon lands way, you can come out into monument Valley and loop back to where you began, you know, say if you began in a Phoenix and went to the grand Canyon first, or you kind of did a loop, you know, like Vegas, you see the Hoover dam, there's all that cool shit nearby um, that people are doing just based on where they're coming from. And, you know, Mesa Verde in Colorado, uh, dinosaur national monuments not too far kind of on the utah colorado border yeah um, a bunch of cool stuff is over there um the north rim of the grand canyon or the south rim of the grand canyon no yeah. uh, you know yeah, it's the, only zion to the north rim is only two hours extra yeah, so extra four you know four hours if you want to go to the south yeah so it's you know there's and then that's near flagstaff um but, you know, there's a lot you can do down there. You can really make the trip you want. Um, even if you don't do the full Utah five, you just did three of them, but you hit a lot of this stuff in between. Like, man, oh, man. Um, you could probably just spend a month down there hitting all of these points, exploring them all. Yeah, I wish it was the olden days where we could do shit like that a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> oh, we're going to go to Utah and adventure. Okay, have fun. Yeah, yeah. See you in a yeah. year. <laughs> that would that would be nice. That would be really nice. Right. Um. But yeah, so there's a lot to do down in the Utah Five area. Um. You know, it really varies. It really kind of varies. Um, I would probably say try and get Grand Canyon if you can. Um, I think it's that that good. Um, and you could stay in Lake Powell as a stop too, which is a pretty sweet. Um, that was another underrated spot from our trip was Lake Powell. Well, because I want to get, I want to hit up uh, like Lower Antelope Canyon on Lake Powell that you can yeah. like kayak and do and stuff. Um, really want to get into some of that cool shit. Yeah, um, so that way I think is worth worth trying to squeeze in um, if you are going to do all of those Utah Five parks plus other friends. But yeah, so that's our cluster. It's our tips on that cluster. Um, like we said, we will be doing more of these, so stay tuned. Well, and we've also talked about uh, doing some where it's like we have not done certain areas of this country. Yeah, we'll dive into like how we would approach it, um, how we would plan, but knowing that the plan would go wrong. Exactly, because it always does. <laughs> or sometimes you just hit one of those cute little small towns, and you're like, "We have to stay here an extra night." Yeah, I haven't found one of those places yet. Um, when oh, I Deadwood, South Dakota, didn't do it for you? No, no, I was like, we could probably spend less days there. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so anyways, I have to be that guy, um, of course. you know, cause I am always that guy, not because I didn't like Deadwood. Um, <laughs> but we're getting to that point in the episode where it's time for final words. So final words, my guy. Wow. I'm kind of lost for words about how excited I was about this episode. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it was great, guys. Thank you for being along with us for the journey and talking about these parks uh, and places to travel with us. Um, send some questions our way. We love answering them. Um, we have our opinions, and sometimes it's good to bounce your ideas off other people and share, because when we work collaboratively, we grow as people and um, we get better with working with one another uh, the more we more involvement we have with working with other people the better outcomes we have because you can perfect that you can make changes and you can get better um, and I think that's something we need to think about you know what what are we doing in our daily lives to be better and to get better um, you know whether that's in nature whether that's in our daily lives um, whatever that may be I think that's something we need to focus on. You know, what can we be better at? Can we be better at our carbon pollution? Can we be better at recycling? Can we be better at uh, our health? 
um, whatever that may be, you know, figure it out. That's all I got. I dig it. I dig it. Um, Reverence, final words of wisdom here today. Uh, stay beautiful, everybody. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate um, Brian Matthew, and I'm feeling really bad because I forgot her name already. There I am. There I am. Um, thank you for the questions. We love the questions. Keep the questions coming in. Uh, thanks for watching, listening, whatever, hitting up the Instagrams, all that. You guys are beautiful and keep saying beautiful. Check out some nature. Um, you know, I was talking to Matt Buddy just the other day and we were talking about reducing um, the amount of plastic we use in the home, especially around food, um, for a couple of reasons. One, obviously, the oceans helping out that, um, trying to pollute less with our um, plastics. And the other one is just your general health. We're not meant to have the chemicals that make plastic malleable. Um, so you can do a lot of good by switching to other and maybe try. You don't have to make the full switch today. Just make one small switch, change, see how that goes to add a little bit more. Uh, every little inch will add up. It's just a little snowball. It can turn into a big snowball. Um, you just got to let it sit there and marinate and get going with it. Um, last, last, last thing. I am probably, at the time this is coming out, I'm probably either just getting done or I'm going to be going to the coast to do a little beach cleanup myself. Uh, just a little personal one. It's nothing crazy. Uh, just so hit out, um, check out the instas for all that. Maybe you should too go out this weekend and uh, clean up some some trash, even if it's only like a one square foot thing. Uh, go out, do it. Just because there's no special day, it's just the end of July, I think, or the beginning of August, but most likely end of July because I'm busy in August. Um, but yeah. That being said, peace out, everybody. Bye.